by Gods and Kings takes place in the world of Dunai and is based on the tabletop RPG. For more information on the tabletop RPG or for more information on the world of Dunai, please visit our website www.bygodsandkings.com. Chapter 14 The Battle for the Soul of the Forest The two followers of Phalaris remained with their eyes locked on one another. The creatures of the forest were growing around them in number, prompting them to take immediate action. Drusilla turned and watched as a large dire bear charged toward them. Step aside, High Priest. I'll handle this. Virtrialis took a step to the side as Drusilla opened up her hands. Her eyes glowed vibrantly as she summoned vines from the ground to entangle the dire bear. However, as a vine emerged from the ground, it immediately withered before it could ensnare the creature. The dire bear continued to charge toward Drusilla unabated. She opened her palms and tried to summon the vines again, but found herself continuing to summon the withered vines. No, muttered Drusilla. The ground has been corrupted. The high priest stepped forward and stood beside Drusilla as the creature continued to charge toward them. She watched the vines wither back into the ground with Drusilla continuing to summon more, all futile. As the dire bear rampaged forward, Vertrialis was forced into action. She swung her staff at the beast with the glowing emerald pointing toward him, releasing a vibrant emerald ball that flew through the air rapidly. The green ball made contact with the chest of the beast, causing him to immediately stop and fall onto the murky ground. Beneath him, flowers began to grow around his paws and the ground began to recover. Vibrant, green grass appeared around the dire bear, showing signs that Vertrialis's power might be enough to cleanse the forest, assuming she would have time to do it. Drusilla shifted her gaze away from the beast on the ground and over to Vertrialis. Impressive, she quipped before glancing back to see more beasts coming toward them. Do you think you could do that again? Vertrialis peered forward at the oncoming beast. She gripped the staff in the center and waved it at the beast, projecting three more green balls of essence. Each made contact and stunned them, mimicking the outcome from the first attack. Behind the beast, however, were several more creatures charging toward them. There are far too many, Drusilla, she shouted. Panicked at the oncoming danger, she peered over her shoulder to see more coming from behind them. We need to find cover. Drusilla shifted her stance slightly to her right, noticing a thinning area of creatures that were charging toward them. Behind the creatures were several small, stone buildings that they could use for shelter and protection. There, shouted Drusilla as she pointed toward the creatures. We can go there for shelter. The high priest's face where Drusilla pointed and noticed the opening. The ruins of several buildings would provide them the time they would need to mount their defense. She swung her staff violently toward it, sending a large wave of green essence toward the oncoming creatures. Once the creatures were struck and stunned, Drusilla and Vertrialis sprinted forward. The creatures were sprawled across the ground as both Drusilla and Vertrialis ran past them toward the structure. Tattered, stone walls were constructed on both sides of the rocky path as they made their way to safety. Vertrialis pressed her back against the stone wall and exhaled. She gripped the staff firmly as Drusilla waited for the creatures to come toward them. It's your turn to come up with an idea, stated Drusilla with dry sarcasm. I'm all out. Vertrialis chuckled and closed her eyes, trying her best to take in the moment of solace before they were surrounded again. Give me a moment and I'm sure I'll come up with something, she remarked while breathing heavily. She exhaled loudly and pulled her back off of the wall. She leaned forward and turned toward one of the cracks, peering through to see if the creatures were coming toward her and how long they had to prepare. That's odd, she remarked while pulling away from the crack. There? They're just standing there. Drusilla stepped forward and glanced through the crack, immediately noticing the same thing. All of the creatures that once surrounded them were now standing stationary. Quite peculiar, smiled Drusilla. It's as if they're being ordered to heal. What makes you think that? Asked Vitrialis, with Drusilla still peering through the crack. Because I see the citizens of Daroke walking into the forest, answered Drusilla coldly. She sighed loudly and pushed herself away from the wall. 
It appears that we have discovered these creatures' masters, announced Drusilla. Retrialis nodded and continued to grip the staff Valorous gave her. How do you think this ends? she asked Drusilla. Drusilla sighed loudly. I wish I knew, she responded. There are far too many things out in the forest that want to do us harm. Retrialis laughed and peered over through the cracks at the creatures still standing still. I wish I knew more of what was going on, she said softly. It's just... Retrialis was immediately stunned, unable to finish her speech. She turned to the side with her momentum pushing her toward the ground. Retrialis stumbled forward with a large rock landing to the side. She released her grip on the staff while tumbling, using her now free hand to brace her fall. The staff hit the ground first and rolled forward, away from Vertrialis's grasp, though her first move was to spring onto her back, not reach for her fallen weapon. She conjured two small, green orbs in her palms and tossed them forward at her attacker, finding the blacksmith from earlier standing there with a large, metal shield. The first green orb missed, sailing over the top of it while the second struck the shield directly. The blacksmith absorbed the attack and braced his right foot behind him. However, after a few short moments, the green essence enveloped the metal shield. Moss immediately grew around the hinges, and the shield, once metallic and rugged, was now reminiscent of someone who served the forest. The blacksmith was taken aback as the emerald colors of the forest overtook his fine craftsmanship. He was stunned by the rapid advance, perplexed as a smile appeared on the face of the high priest. She turned around to look at Drusilla, hoping for some praise or light banter, but shock immediately set in. Drusilla leaned down and picked up the staff, examining the magnificent emerald hue with her matching eyes. Drusilla, what are you doing? asked Vertrialis as she crawled up to her knees. She watched the god-touched servant of Phalaris handle the staff and inspect it carefully. A wry, almost evil grin came over Drusilla as she held up the staff in front of her. She looked over the staff and into the shadows of the forest, watching the red-eyed dryads continue to advance toward her and Vertrialis. Drusilla held the staff in her left hand and locked eyes with the closest creature, smirking devilishly before slamming the bottom of the staff into the ground. The dark ground around the point of the staff immediately turned to an emerald green. Underneath the feet of the god touched and the high priest, the grass was immediately revitalized. The emerald aura spread through the ground quickly, moving toward the dire bears, dire wolves, and other creatures of the forest. They held their ground as they stared with their red eyes at the two followers of Phalaris in the center of the ruined village. The first creature the emerald aura reached was a massive dire bear. Upon reaching him, his blood-red eyes vanished and were replaced with an emerald green hue that matched Drusilla's. A dryad was soon to follow, with the rest of the beasts in the area changing and becoming docile. There you are, smiled Drusilla, still gripping the staff of Phalaris as she watched each creature relax. The aura continued, eventually reaching the citizens of Daroke who were standing several feet away, watching it come toward them. They cowered in fear as it approached, but couldn't escape the ground shifting beneath their feet. While their eyes were not glowing red like the beasts of the forest, their demeanor shifted once the ground beneath their feet changed. Vertrialis was taken aback by what was happening before her eyes. It's working, stammered Vertrialis, surprised to see the power of Drusilla on display once again. How are you doing this? Drusilla gripped the staff in her hand and affixed her eyes on the emerald gem. Because I am worthy enough to carry this, she answered proudly while patronizing the high priest. Drusilla spun the staff in her hand with the villagers from Darok standing still, watching her as she examined every indention in the gem and every splinter within the staff. The power that is within this weapon is not something that anyone who isn't god-touched should wield. Vertrialis stepped forward, taken aback by Drusilla's harsh tone. I am the high priest and I am quite worthy of that staff, Drusilla. Phalaris gave it to me. And yet, here I am holding it, smiled Drusilla menacingly. The Grove Astralius was suddenly different with Vertrialis taking note of Drusilla's immediate handiwork. The creatures were no longer charging toward them and almost seemed as if they were subservient to the god-touched servant of Phalaris. 
Vitriolis stood perfectly still as she took in the sounds of the forest. Though it wasn't pure and perfect, it was not as corrupt as it was. I think this is only temporary, Drusilla. We still have to find the magical item that has enchanted these creatures. Drusilla took her eyes off of the stone and shifted her attention over to Vertrialis. It is only a matter of time before I find it and make it my own, she announced sternly. The Grove Astralius is now my sanctuary and will be one for those who wish to serve Phalaris without the worry of Talgis, Xylene, or, or anyone else who wishes to cause them harm. Drusilla placed the tip of the staff back onto the lush ground and locked her emerald eyes onto Vertrialis's. I will make sure that the forest will protect those here. Vertriala squinted her eyes slightly and tilted her head, listening to the words of Drusilla and feeling as if she was suddenly in danger. Vines emerged from the emerald green ground. The forest will always protect itself from whoever it perceives as a threat, High Priest, stated Drusilla ominously. Her eyes glowed vibrantly as she gripped the staff of Phalaris in her right hand. Vines continued to grow from the ground with Vertrialis opening up her hands to push them back. But Drusilla, I am the high priest for Phalaris. I am not your enemy and I am not a threat, shouted Vertrialis defensively. She took a step back as the vines continued to emerge from the ground. Vertrialis continued to push them away with Drusilla holding her position away from her. The creatures of the forest, now with their eyes glowing emerald green, stood at Drusilla's side and watched Vertrialis. Drusilla, muttered Vertrialis as she tried to fathom what was to become of her. Vertrialis, I may not perceive you as a threat, but unfortunately, the forest does, stated Drusilla plainly. Vertrialis illuminated her hands with green auras surrounding her palms. She cast small balls of essence at the vines, withering them slightly but not enough to halt their progress. Vertrialis backed up slowly while attacking the oncoming vines. After several steps, she realized her efforts were futile. She lit up her hand with a harsh green essence and tossed the attack at Drusilla. The green ball flew through the air rapidly, hitting the unsuspecting Drusilla directly in her chest. The god-touched servant of Phalaris fell backwards, landing on her back but keeping a hold of the staff. The vines slowed their movement toward Vertrialis, with the high priest continuing to step backwards. You don't perceive me as a threat, then why did the vines slow when I hit you? inquired Vertrialis. Drusilla rose to her feet and braced herself on the staff. She seethed as she watched Vertrialis turn and flee into the forest. So long as you're alive, high priest, you will be a threat, she stated furiously. The vines rose from the ground and chased Vertrialis with Drusilla directing them toward her. You're running from your inevitability, High Priest. I am the head of this order now. Vertrialis sprinted into the woods with the vines chasing her. Her feet pounded against the forest floor as the vines moved closer and closer to her. Thick vines that continued to expand brushed against the ground as more plants sprung from the ground to chase her. She weaved around the path with her hands still illuminated, casting back essence to decay the vines and slow them down. She ran rapidly down the path, eventually reaching a large clearing. Surrounded by large rocks, an old archway covered in vines rested in the center of the meadow. Lush flowers grew through the entire area and the smell of fresh flowers brought a sense of comfort. However, in the back of the clearing, vines emerged to surround Vertrialis. The high priest exhaled loudly as she tried to catch her breath. The end was near, and while she was trying to fight off the vines, there were far too many for her to deal with on her own. She backed up toward the arch with the vines continuing forward. Vertrialis opened up her hands and tried to conjure as much essence as she could to fight off the vines. She surrounded herself in an emerald aura for several moments, but as the vines came crashing down upon her, with her back in the archway, the world suddenly went black. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.